Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. She was like, two weeks ago, I was at the cinema with my friends. And now I'm just with a back in a van to a country I've never been. And I'm like, yeah, I didn't have words. I still don't. I mean, everything was normal. I say, it's the fire in my eyes, the flash of my teeth, the swing in my waist, the joy in my feet. I'm a woman, phenomenally. Last week, Liam was trying to live her regular life in Holland, working as a freelance marketing director for festivals over the country. But she was unable to focus as Ukraine was being bombed by Russia. Like many of us, she felt frustrated about not knowing how she could help. And she was desperately trying to find something to do that mattered. She started a crowdfunding platform, and it was then that she got a call from a friend that was down by the Ukrainian border. There was a huge need to get people away from the border and find them a place to stay. A day later, Leanne had rented a van and was driving down the borders. She came back 72 hours later with eight people in her van. As we speak, they're being housed in her friend's extra room, and she's devoted to these women and children like her own family. But where is the government? Hear how it was down by the border itself. What was going on there? and how desperately more groundwork help is needed. Hear her story and get involved the way you can. Welcome, Leanne. Thank you. It is a really huge honor to have you with me today. I know that you've been hesitant in speaking about uh, your journey down to Ukraine because you don't want to stand in focus. It's all about the people who have been fleeing their homes, but you have agreed to do this interview with me to to tell the story and hopefully inspire others to act in this situation. So thank you so much for sharing that with us. You're welcome. So I want to dive straight into your situation when you realized that you were going to rent a van and drive down to Ukraine to help people that were fleeing their homes down there. Where were you in your life exactly 10 days ago? I was texting with a friend of mine that was at the border to help people. She lives in Berlin. And she was like, um, I text her, do, do you need anything? Can I do anything for you? She was like, we need people. So if you can arrange someone that can drive here and take people back, that would be great. And I was like, okay, this is what we have to do. <laughs> so it was very quick. It was on Friday afternoon. We found a van and then Saturday, Saturday morning, we went to the border. Yeah. And before that, I know you had said that you were thinking about what to do. How can I help? How can I have an yeah. impact in this awful situation in Ukraine right now? I know you started a crowdfunding, but you yeah, weren't sure yeah. of what to do. 
So I started with a little crate um, at work. Like, can people please donate something they have, like the hygiene products or maybe something else? Um, that was a really big success. Like everyone wants to do something. So they donated a lot of stuff. And I raised a lot of money. So we bought baby food, baby supplies, everything they needed. And we brought that to the Polish library in Amsterdam. Um, and then it's just escalated from there on to doing more and more. And so your friend was then down by the border yeah. and saw everything in action. She said, actually, what really is needed is that people just drive down and help yeah. us move people because Poland couldn't really handle everything. No, like still on today, because friends of mine are there now, there are no big organizations at the borders. Only the Red Cross is seen there, but everyone is raising money and talking and talking. But the big need is people that had to go from there to somewhere. They don't have any yeah. plans. They're just there, arrive in safety. And then then what? Crazy. And right yeah. now, Poland has uh, received over two million refugees. Uh, yeah. And I know that capacity is over the top. So that's really why why your friend was saying this, come down, we yeah. need help, any sort. And what's really fascinating, you'll hear Leanne's journey, is that Leanne has done this all on her own with no government support. No. What happened was that you rented a van, you dro drove down through Amsterdam. How, how long did it take you from Amsterdam to Ukraine? Um, the way to was 14 hours. 14 hours. Drive. To, and back was 19 because then we had people in the car with children. So that took us a bit longer. Yeah. yeah. But the way there was 14 hours. Yeah. And it was you and a friend doing this together. Yeah. It was me and my best friend. And then we had an other car with two friends of ours. So we went with the four of us. Okay. Um, we loaded the van uh, full stocked with stuff to donate there. We had an address where we can drop it off. And then they drove it back into Ukraine with with the fear of their own lives. But they were like, they need it there. So we have to do that. Yeah. 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 That's what you said, that you met uh, drivers going into the country knowing yeah. it was 100% not safe. But so you arrived down to Poland. And I know that that's when you're saying that the whole energy shifted. Yeah. It was like, so... Um, to make it, we drove back from Amsterdam through uh, Germany and then you cut into Poland. Like Germany, that was fine, like nothing was happening. And then we uh, came into Poland and it was like, I don't know, the whole energy shifted. We saw a lot of army trucks getting to the border and we were like, okay, like you just feel it in the air that like, something was happening. Then you got down to the borders and all that you knew is that you knew that you were stopping in a shopping malls. Things are changing like every 10 minutes. It's war. So yeah, everything's changing. It's a bit of a chaos and we're getting some gas. And then there was this guy from uh, Portugal that he had like a lot of Ukrainians working at his company and he shut yeah. down his company and he was like, I drove with everyone here to see what we can do. He's like, I know the place where you can pick up people. There are a lot of people there. So we wow. did not exactly know at that point that it was this big shopping mall that was all empty out for the people to arrive there. So we were 
really not prepared to what we what we got ourselves into. You were as unaware as the people fleeing their homes, basically, yeah. just being there at disposal. Yeah. And how was the shopping mall organized? Yeah, well, so outside there were a lot of tents and uh, the people like volunteers that are having like this big pans of soup and helping the people that just arrived and giving them some water and stuff. And then we went into the shopping mall and was, I don't know, the first time we walked in, we all had to cry because it was it was a lot of people. Only the weekend I was there, like next weekend was 300,000 people on that oh point passing through. And they're all mothers and children because men oh are not God. allowed to leave the country. Yeah. So when we got in, it was so emotional for all of us. So we had to get back out to just get some air and then like regroup and okay, we're going to do this. But then it was like, we don't speak the language. They're really hesitant because there are a lot of human trafficking and stuff like that. So they were like, mm, can we trust you? Can we not trust you? What's happening? And we just walked around. I need to, I just stop right there because what was going on with human trafficking and what did you see and how could you spot it? Yeah, well, I did not see any human trafficking. There were a lot of people that are taking advantage of people. One of the families we took home, like the, the mother has two girls, 21 and 11. They were crying and I was like, oh my God, are you okay? What can I do for you? They were like, no, yeah. And then the police was there and um, there was this man and he said, like, for 100 euros, I can bring you anywhere you would like. That's insane. Like, you have to help those people. You cannot ask yeah. for any money. And then the baggage he put in a car and then he locked the car and he was like, now it's a thousand euros to get your luggage back. Yeah. So that's also happening a lot. People are taking advantage of the people that are just arriving and are... Yeah. Glad that they are safe, like some of them walked for three or four days to get in safety. And then you're doing that. That's like, yeah. It's madness. Mm -hmm. But was there a rumor going around or how did you hear about this? You know, like there was a rumor and you knew you had to be careful. Yeah, from my friend that was already at the border, she said to me, like, they're really hesitant because there are rumors. There's human trafficking. Oof. There are con artists. Like, yeah. And... You know, you got there, you didn't know what to do. You know that this was going on. You know, the people that you ended up picking up, how did they end up trusting you? How did you act? Um, well, so the two girls that were crying, I was like hugging them and the police came to us and were like, okay, okay, please walk with me to get their luggage back. So we brought their luggage back to them. So they were like, and I was like, I'm never going to let you go. Um, we had someone on call that can translate for us. So... She said in Russian, because a lot of people from Ukrainian are speaking Russian, um, like, you can trust them. They're really nice people. Um, yeah. Please go with them. And I think it was really good because I was with three male friends that I was a yeah. woman that yeah. was there. Because as a female, they're, I'm more trustworthy, of I course. think, for them. Yeah. Yeah. You knew that you had to bring a tent and you put up a tent to sleep overnight and prepare. No, we we slept in the van. You slept in the van. So we dropped off the stuff. Mm. Yeah. And then we slept in the van because there were two options. Like we had to stay like four hours before the border to get yeah. a hotel or something or just go to the border, drop off the stuff 
And because people needed it, the stuff. So we were like, no, we're going to the border, get the stuff out of the vans, and then we just sleep in the vans. It's okay. Like, it's one yeah. night. And you were talking about something when you arrived, you started to spot this system in the system. Yeah. Like, things had already become organized in a very unclear yeah. way. How was that looking? Well, so what I mentioned, there was not a big organization there. So no UN or anything like that. Um, so the Polish people all dropped their work, their daily work, and are just volunteering there. So we had to register at a guy <laughs> that was sitting there with a laptop. And he's like, okay, who are you? Let me see your passport. And I'm like, okay, hi. Uh, okay, and what are you going to do? And I'm like, taking people back to Amsterdam or somewhere on the way. I don't know. It's like, okay, then you have to go to number 10. So all the shops are numbered and people that are arriving and are like with no plan or saying, yeah, okay, I need to go to, I don't know, somewhere in Germany or Belgium or Netherlands. They were put in that number, but that was not working. Like everybody was just taking a bet that they see that was free. So it was a system, but the system was not running yet. They were trying their best. Yeah. And did people kind of know, did a lot of people have a plan or most people didn't have a plan no. of where to go? Some people had a plan. Some people are waiting for families. Some people wanted to stay in Poland because that's the closest to Ukraine. They want to go yeah. back. Like Yeah, of course. Tomorrow, if it's possible. So if you say the Netherlands or Belgium or the UK or whatever, they're like, oh, that's far. That's yeah. far from Ukraine. How can I get back? Because I hope I can go back like next week. Yeah. I think they're also adjusting at the fact that it's not next week that they're going to get back. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're getting, you're just getting into the system and the yeah. number system and the kind of shops opening up. As you said, the shops then have put in beds and opening yeah. up to let yeah. people sleep. Yeah. And obviously it's only women and children. How many Mostly. like infants? It's really young children, I'm assuming as well. Yeah. Yeah. It was chaos. Like I don't have any other word for it. It was heartbreaking. It was people with just one bag. Sometimes a small trolley we take when we go a night away, like, oh, yeah, I got my trolley. That's their whole life in that trolley or in that bag. Yeah. They also don't know. Some are waiting for relatives or something like that. But a lot are just, I don't know, just they don't have any clue. They're like, do I stay here or where do I go? What can you offer me in Holland? Oh they God. don't know. And so just working with the skepticism over there, but you somehow, well, how does it work that you're then, I have a van, I'm going to take you guys to Holland. The government doesn't support me. This is all me and my friends, but we'll take care of it. How does that process happen? We had this sign that says in Russian, um, Netherlands, a room for 10 persons. Okay. And we had also Germany on the sign. So that helped a bit that they knew... Yeah where we were going but then because it was so quick we decided to go that way we didn't have any shelter for them or a home or anything so yeah at the moment with the two girls we were just calling like our relatives back home like okay please call someone because we have this mother with two children 
and they need a place to stay. And so they called and they found a really nice home of two people that are like, we have a big home. Our children are out of the home so we can host them for the coming months if necessary. Yeah. And then we had the other mother with two children and she's at a shelter in Amsterdam that are, yeah, they're also, okay, there are more Ukrainian people there. Yeah. But it was like at that moment we were like, okay, we have to call. How can we do this? Because we first thought maybe we're more a taxi, like people have a plan. So we're just going to pick them up and bring them whenever, wherever they want. But we realized they don't have any plans. And that was, I think, stupid of us not to realize. I mean, stupid is probably not the word. You're just doing things in the instant moment, trying to figure it out. But so all of this plan of getting them back to Amsterdam and and taking care of them was happening as you were driving. Yeah. As you were learning. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So so then you managed to house. You brought eight people back with you. First, we had these two mothers with uh, four children in total. Yeah. Um, we took from the shopping mall. One family was speaking okay English. Like they can understand us so we can com- communicate with them. The other yeah. family did not speak one word in English. Like none. Yeah. That was, I think, the most heartbreaking for me, that that is your best option. So you don't speak the language of the people you go with. You have no clue where you're going because you don't know the Netherlands or something. But it is your best option at that moment. (sighs) I don't know. I'm still a bit upset if I think about that. But yeah. yeah. So then we went back to the car because we really wanted to leave um, the shopping mall. Because yeah. it was a horrible place to be and the chaos and all the, yeah, so many people. And then you cross like a big street and there's the life of Poland. Like it's, if nothing happened, there was a McDonald's. We took them there to eat something because they were starving. And that was the first thing yeah. we saw. So we we're like, get anything you would like. Like <laughs> we bought, I think, the whole place. Oh and my God. And then I was calling with my friend that was before me at the border. And she's like, okay, but you have still room. You need to go to the train station because you're not going back with room in your car. Like, that's not happening. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, you're right. So we went to the train station. It was a bit more organized at the train station because there were a lot of police that were just like being a human wall. So no men were allowed inside the train station because only women and children were coming in the country. Yeah. There was this guy from Germany and he was like thinking at home, how can I make myself useful? I speak four languages and I know the, I know the world and the routes and how people are driving. So he saw yeah. our uh, plate and he's like, oh, you're from the Netherlands, right? Yeah. Okay, I have someone that is on your way that has to go to Germany someplace. Uh. And we were like, great. And the police trusted him so he could get inside the train station. And he was like, okay, this is a grandmother with her grandson and they have to go there and there. And yeah. Wow. So you dropped them on the way then and then you continued. Yeah. To a family. But that's also like, I don't know, it breaks my heart because it's a grandmother with her grandson yeah. His father and grandfather are fighting in the army oh. and his mother is a uh, doctor. So she couldn't leave either because she had to stay. 
Oof. So they're going to a family friend they once met five years ago in Egypt on a holiday. Oh and just stayed in contact through socials, but not like really... Yeah, it's chaos. And that's then your best option. That's what I still get back to. Like, yeah, I was thinking yeah. about me. What what should I do when I had to flee the Netherlands? Or yeah. if you had to flee the UK, where are you going? Like, yeah, yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you just look at those, like those, like the little social uncomfort, even like this is yeah. awkward to stay with you guys. We don't know each other. It's yeah. Apart from all the horror going on, there's that as well. Yeah, it is. And you don't know for how long. You said that something that it's like, it's a classic, but it's also always so real that you can read one thing in the news, but when you're there in physical person, it hits your gut like you you have a different yeah. realization of what's happening. So I'm a bit of a news junkie. So I read mm-hmm. and, and watch a lot of news and I'm always up to date about things. So I was, when we got in the car, I'm like, okay, I know what I can expect and et cetera. But when you got there, then they're real people. It's yeah. not on a telly. It's not on the newspaper. It, real people are there. Yeah. And then it hit me so hard. What was like the comment or what did you understand from their state? Apart from obviously they didn't know where they were going. They were skeptical. What was their own like what just happened? You know, two weeks ago we were living in a normal life. Did something hit you? Yeah, like the daughter of 21, Alina, she was like... Two weeks ago, I was at the cinema yeah. with my friends. And now I'm just with a back in a van to a country I've never been. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I didn't have words. Yeah. I still don't. I mean, we're just living our lives here now. And it could be all over in like t- in a second of two weeks. Yeah. I have, a, I have a friend who flew into Ukraine just a few days before, like two days before the, it all started to, to play a DJ to play. Everyone was partying. Yeah. Everything was normal. Everything was normal. Yeah. It's crazy. Kiev is like such a big city and people are like, they have a really good clubbing and yeah. stuff like that, restaurants and yeah, they're just living their lives. Yeah. yeah. And so 
you get into, you've driven now 19 hours or so, you get into the border of Holland. And what happens there? How do you, everyone shows their passports, something happens? No, because we're all in the EU, so we don't have border checks. Right. They're uh, allowed to stay three months in the Netherlands just because Ukraine is part of Europe. That's always allowed, but now they have to register as a refugee to get some money, health insurance and stuff like that. But no, we did not have to show anything. And no. you are helping this them with this now? You're helping them to register and get help? Yeah. Okay, so in short then, yeah. you call up different friends, you have managed to have friends housing all of these eight people that didn't know where they were going. And you are now, you said something that really like melted my heart. You're like, no, but it's my family now. I am taking care of them. Yeah. It's it's incredible. Yeah, well, they made such a difference in my life in that short yeah. moment. So I want to take care of them the best way I can. Like I want them to help with getting around here in the Netherlands, uh, having enough clothes, having a laptop to do some uh, homework, having a bike, because all we do in <laughs> Holland is bike from A to B. So, like, helping them with the basic needs. And, yeah, I mean, we took one family yesterday into Amsterdam and walked around and took them for dinner. I mean, yeah, I think we share a bond. Every time they see me, they start crying really? still. Like, okay, it's it's been a week, but... It's only a week. Yeah, because I think me and my friends are their safe haven. We rescued them. Like, yeah, that's how they feel. Eh? I'm not yeah, saying yeah. like I'm the hero in this story. No, but, but you did. It's a normal yeah. understanding. Mm. Yeah. 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 So every time they see me, they all get emotional and hug me and thank me like a thousand times for what we did. Oh yeah. my God. And so now... Like, what is the plan? Obviously, no one knows how long this will take. No. What are you doing? So every day you go and see them. Well, yeah, almost every day at the shelter in Amsterdam, there are more Ukrainian families there. So we help them with, like, the basics, get a SIM card so they have yeah. internet, so they can contact their families back home because a lot of family members and friends are yeah. still there because... What I said, men are not allowed to leave the country between 18 and 60. So that's a big Huge. portion of the people there that are just not allowed. Um, so they want to stay in contact with them. And they're just landing here. We don't want to overwhelm them. So they're just sleeping a yeah. lot. So it, Because they're yeah. traumatized. I mean... The family, uh, we were yesterday, they're from Kiev. They still have their home for yeah. now. It's not yeah. bombed yet. But the other family are from uh, Kherkov, and Kherkov is <sighs> all bombed. It, there's nothing left. Um, her husband is fighting in the army. She isn't in contact with him for over a week now because he doesn't reply. Oh so she has no clue. She has no clue. She doesn't know. Their home is gone. So she's like, I want to go back, but back to what? And do you feel that you know how to, because obviously you've not only become someone who, who helps people 
you know, get out of a war zone where you've also become a friend, uh, you know, a point of safety, uh, in a way, you know, psychological support. Like, do you feel that you can cope with all this? You're just doing the best you can. Are you getting any support in this? Um, the first few days, um, I'm a freelancer, so I had to get yeah. back to work. And then I am busy with festivals. So that was the biggest transition ever. Like, so my mind couldn't handle that. Like, I was like, what the F I'm doing right now? Like, there are people fleeing their country. And now I'm just the next day sitting here talking about a festival oh like that you no know, my mind couldn't cope with that but everybody is really understanding and they're like please take some time off go do your thing and uh, let us know so i went back to the families because i just wanted to yeah. see them and have some tea with them and talk with them to see that they're okay and then we had this idea to open yeah. a shop uh last week um so, because they don't have anything left, but people are really uh, keen on donating their clothes and stuff, but it's all in bags. So we thought maybe we can make this a little bit better. So we made from a, a small room, a little shop <laughs> that they yeah. can shop and see what clothes we are yeah. offering and have and some beauty products and stuff like that. Just the basics. But yeah, last week was every day. I was busy yeah. with it. Well, maybe what's needed is some a little bit of joy, maybe like a new pair of clothes because you didn't flee poor them, you just fled yeah. war. So it's like, oh, do I need to put on yeah. someone else's clothes now? It's maybe the thinking. So that's why we also are raising money still to have go to the H&M and get a gift card there so they can shop yeah. on their own. But for now, that's too overwhelming. A lot of new people, places... Like the family from Cherkov, that's a small, small village. They're not used to like a big city like yeah. Amsterdam. So they are already yeah. overwhelmed with people and stuff like that. So we want to have the basics just for now. And I hope this coming weeks, they're just lending more in the city and are able to go to the shops themselves to get some stuff they yeah. like. Not that we give them, but the stuff they choose to wear. I know that the Dutch government are aware of what you've been doing and that media wants to talk to you. I know that yeah. you've also not accepted that so far because it's been a lot of focus about you, uh, which I respect hugely your decision. Yeah. You don't want a photo shoot with you. You want help for these people. Um, do you feel that there's something that is not being communicated, uh, that needs to be communicated, that we can communicate through here? Do you feel like help can come from bigger organizations? Like what can be done right now, you who are living it every day? Two things. One is go to the border and yeah. pick up people. Like it's still madness there. Friends of mine are there at this moment. One went yesterday to Warsaw uh, train station because a lot of people got in a train in Ukraine to Warsaw, um, but then they're there. They don't have any plans still. I think the latest number was 2.3 million people. Oh, my God. Where do you leave those people? So many people. And they needed to go from there to a safe place. 
because they're now still sleeping on the floors or something, they need shelter. So that's one thing. I think people from Europe can drive more to the borders and pick up people. And the second thing is maybe in your own city or village or something, if there are people, help them, like help them with the basic needs, help them with getting around. They don't know the place they arrived. So help them to get around, to see what's happening there. How can I get a status of a refugee? How can I go from A to B? Like stuff like that is also really necessary because there are too many people for the system. They don't have the people to do this. So you think that there's a kind of a bottleneck where there's too much donation. Well, there's never too much donation, but there's a lot of donation and little people to execute. Yeah. You know, what can be done with these donations? Is that what's going on right now? The big organizations, I think they're still talking about how can we do this, but they're still talking and they're talking for a long time now how they can do the best they can. And I believe their intentions are good. I don't hesitate about their intentions, but they're not doing anything at this moment. Why aren't there there big buses that bring them back to the shelters in the different countries? Why? Because they're still talking about how can we do this? How, what are we going to do? Yeah, and it kind of, this blows your mind with with all the social media. You see so many huge organizations advertising for donate here, do do this. And then still, it's only individuals down there helping. Where are they? Yeah, where are they? I was wondering, do you have any tips for anyone who would like to maybe copy the plan you did? Would there be anything that you could suggest? Like things to avoid, things to be prepared of? Try to have a talk uh, that is speaking Russian or have some sign that you're there in peace in Russian or something like that is comforting for them. Always go with someone of a female because they trust you more. Yeah. And other than that, we did not have a plan. Just go take goods with you that way because it's really needed also. It's cold, so take also warm things, but further from that it's just people that needed a home and have been removed it in two seconds and furthermore if people would like to follow you and help you donate i know that you have a crowdfunding channel that i will be advertising on at the modern madonna's instagram channel so if you're interested in helping leanne and what she's doing with these eight um people trying to get them installed in uh, Holland until further notice. Uh, you're yeah. more than welcome to help or support. Yeah. What is your, your further plan? Will you plan to go down again? Well, we, I think I have to get um, my mind in a good place again. Yeah. I am okay, but it was tougher than I thought it was. Yeah. Some friends of mine are there now, so it's not only the eight people we're helping. I think the total is now 21. People were trying to help. So you're becoming a little organization. Yeah, it's like a little organization (laughs) we have. But I think we're going back in two or three weeks if they're still able to leave the country. Because, yeah, it's not sure what's going to happen next. But this week and next week, I still have to focus on some work also here because... 
how hard that also is, but life goes on. Yes, you cannot take from the charity money. You have to have no, your own work. No, no, That's just no. the way things are. No, <laughs> just saying no, no, it to no, not no, give no. you... <laughs> no, 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 no. No, and I think just focusing on the 21 people we have now here that they're doing okay, like they're not doing good, they're not doing great because they yeah. have a lot of nightmares. They're like really... Yeah, worrying about their family back home, but making it the best for them. That's my main yeah. focus, I think, for the next coming two weeks. Yeah. And then I think we're taking a van again to the border to help some more people. You are truly incredible. And you see so much going on in social media and news. You wonder what to do. You know, I caught your story on a friend's Instagram channel and it was the first time I felt like I want to do this what you know this is incredible who is she and i got a hold of you and i think that your story is so inspiring because it basically just says that even though you feel like it's small it's not small 21 people to take care of is huge you know it's like a family of 21 people it's a lot <laughs> yeah. yeah for an individual but it's not little it's massive uh you know think about your own one life it's massive um, I think it's incredible what you've done and so inspiring and so a representation of the woman that I want to highlight uh, in this podcast. Thank you so much. You're so kind. No, it's incredible. <laughs> no, but it's also thanks to you. Like now I was a little bit hesitant. That is what you know, because I don't want to make me the hero about this story. It's yeah. about the people that are the heroes. But I see the importance of getting this uh, story out there. Yeah. And you were like so kind and so <laughs> lovely to have this time for me. So, yeah. Oh, it's, it's the greatest honor. We will keep an update on what you're doing. We will keep on flowing that on, on our social media. And um, if anyone listening right now feels like I want to do this, Feel free to reach out to Mona Madonna's or even better to Leanne. Yeah. <laughs> Leanna Kramer's. I will also tag that in Instagram. You know, reach out, uh, connect the way you can connect. Do what you can within your reach. Everything helps. So if you only can miss like one dollar or one euro or whatever, everything helps at this point. Subscribe to the Modern Madonnas podcast and follow us on Instagram for more stories about modern womanhood. Thank you for listening. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.